because after dinner everyone ought to have a cigar. So I tried it. Well, the rest is history. I'm still smoking Stogies. I love it and he introduced me to something really good because I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my Stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. <laughs> over cigars i hope you guys enjoyed a little new intro bit there uh that uh zara worked on for us uh, she did a really good job i think all of us kind of like it but anyway uh i'm recon this is roadie and your friend salazar and uh we'll, well first we'll just get what we're smoking out of the way here so tonight i'm smoking a cao um uh why did i flathead all right that's it flathead um yeah 554. I haven't had a CAO in a while, so I was pretty excited to uh, get my hands on one. Yeah. You smoking there, buddy? I am smoking a Hoyo Excalibur number one. He loves his Hoyos. The Excalibur. The Excalibur. Yes. <laughs> and what you smoking, Salazar? I got a, got a nice Padron over here, the classic, as usual. Mm, classic. Mm. So before we get into anything too heavy, I just want to apologize for the technical difficulties we had. As I explained in the apology part of last episode, I'll just briefly state, if you didn't hear that, that we don't know what the heck went on with that, but... At least the segment was still saved, all about Byzantium. That was actually a very mm. nice little touch. I was like, ooh, we still have it. But, yeah, we don't know what went on with that. The account that was attached uh. to the profile stopped working. And then the other account that I thought it might have been. Sorry for the background noise. People are gambling in this. People are gambling. This den of sin. Oh, this. Um, but yeah, the the account that was I thought might have been attached was blank. And then all of a sudden, I contact customer support. He looks into it, and all of a sudden, that same account now is connected to the profile. So I smell Uncle Soros being involved with that situation. But Uncle you know, Soros? Must um, be cousin Soros. Then, you know, it was Uncle. That's Uncle. Don't tell, don't tell anybody. Secret. Um, but anyway, so uh, we've got a few things to talk about today. I know Salazar, you wanted to do a segment um, on some history, of course. Hey, you know, we're, history, you know we're historical so buffs at this whatever, point. Whatever gets brought up, I'll ramble on. I've got a few things to talk about regarding some current events and the JQ. And Always the JQ. Yes, yes. Oh and I don't know, uh, Rhodey, if you have anything you want to talk about today. Uh, it'll come up eventually. <laughs> All right. Well, Wrath of Khan was going to come on today, but apparently something happened and he's operating from a burner phone right now. So unfortunately, he can't be with us tonight, but he will eventually in a future episode be on as soon as he can. So he apologizes. Um, but anyway, so what's going on in the news today there, guys? What's been going on recently? Uh, um, besides Trump uh, talking to Putin and, you know, uh, inviting him to the White House in the fall yeah, as, a season okay. of, as a reasonable leader should be as head of state <laughs> in diplomatic talks. And the left is losing their complete fucking mind at this point. Like, I have never seen them act so hysterical so far, but I guarantee you we're going to be surprised in the weeks to come when this stuff keeps coming oh, yeah, down. yeah, they're on full-blown alert. Yeah, I all just, the... 
Oh, they just melt down. It's, it's absolutely insane. They, they are like, what was one of the freaking, one of the Jewish senators like called for like a military coup. Maxine Waters on Mad Max, or no, no, that, she was the one in Cali. Uh, apparently, the bunch of right wing groups, uh, this in quotes, were supposed to be there, the Guild Keepers. Yeah. They were supposed to protest against it, but they never showed up. They never showed up, so they were burning an American flag. That's right. Yeah, that's why they're all the people were like, you guys are idiots. <laughs> like, these people are complete. Somebody lied idiots. to them and was like, hey, the Oath Keepers are coming here at this time, be there. They're like, yeah, they go, nobody shows up. Guild Keepers never come out of their houses. They're out, they're out in the, all over the country at this point. Hmm. No. It's that rally in D.C. I'd be worried about if they're going to show up there. There was an epic um, there was an epic interview that Tucker Carlson did with Trump. I don't know if anybody caught that that's listening, but um, I don't know if any of you guys caught it. That was actually awesome to watch. But that interview, uh, you know, you got to see some kind of inner workings with Trump because I never really trusted any interviewers prior to Tucker um, interviewing Trump. And Tucker is a pro-Trump guy, but he's also very critical of Trump if he doesn't do what he promises to do. And so one of the things that we talked about last week, I believe, briefly, was NATO and our opinions on NATO. I think that was last week. And that's what he asked Trump. He said, you know, um, so what was NATO created for again? To stop who? To counter the Warsaw Pact in the Soviet Union. As yeah, and, and, and he's like, yeah, it's to counter the Soviet Union. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, and is the Soviet Union still around today? He's like, no. And he's like, Russia's still around. And then eventually, like, after some pressure, Trump kind of looks at him and goes, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. I've been saying it since before I was elected. But, like, he kind of is like, I can't, he kind of steamrolls over it to essentially say, at least we got them to pay, though. At least we got them to pay their fair share right now. Trump really can't just go in there and just, look how already, he already had to backpedal, which I hated. The cringe of hearing him, like, do this, like, uh, would, I actually said, why wouldn't they do it? Not, why wouldn't they do it? I meant wouldn't. I'm sorry anybody that misinterpreted what I said. This just gives all these freaking nutty freaking left-wing crackpots more of a reason to assume Russian collusion. Now, I'll let them some, assume. Yeah, I mean, but some it's, of the people... They're, in the they're losing their collective heads. It's so fucking hilarious. Like, every... That could be it. He's trolling them, maybe. I, you know... He's doing well. He's trolling They're exploding. They're, even normal, everyday people. I was talking to uh, a service uh, guy who does my father's uh, air tanks. He came in and he was talking about the left. He said they're losing their fucking minds. This is a dude, he's a overweight guy, he has a probably crummy job, he's probably a lifelong Democrat or some shit like that, maybe. So he's also a libertarian, but I was like, oh yeah, libertarians. I was like, oh. That nice conversation about him with Coolidge, Groover, and uh, basically the early presence that led before uh, the FDR, essentially, and Wilson. Mm. He was really into that, and I'm like, yeah, that's great and all, but uh, he's like, oh, the free market thing. I'm like, oh, the free market. I'm like, buddy. If you control a market of anything, it's no longer free, is it? Well, I, uh, well, yeah, but the, the market, I'm like, oh. <laughs> going full, like, on the, I was just like, going at him. We're, we're, we're corporatists at most. Man. It was so funny. They listened to, he was a libertarian. I believe in free markets. I'm like, yeah, it's a sound theory in an ideal society, pal, in an ideal world. But it's not the ideal world, is it? No. I wasn't grilling him, but I was like, dude. Stop the free market yeah, bullshit you know, excuse. Yeah, I mean, Ugh. what is there to say about the, the libertarian thing? It's just they're you know, autistic it's, at heart. It's, 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 I mean, we, we all are in some degree. I mean, Ugh. you know, you know. It's just one of those conversations that randomly That's popped good. up. I was like, wow, I did not expect to have a conversation with a random guy who was doing his job, fixing my dad's med- medical air tanks, essentially, and breathing. Oh, that's what he did. I, I thought he was. Yeah, he, 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 replaced, he was replacing the tanks from, from like, the state and whatnot, and the bureaucracy. He was saying, oh, we can get the thing. I'm like, look, whatever. I don't want to pay attention to it. 
Um, nice conversation about that. That was funny. So we had that. We think we already talked about the absolute hilarious failure of the Trump balloon, which was just really small and stupid, and these people uh, were so disgusting hey, in their photo. Hey, a pig balloon of himself, though. He banned it. Like, they wanted to raise another balloon of a pig with Khan's face on it, apparently. Really? He banned that one. You can look that up. Like, that, that made me chuckle. Oh, of course you can. Oh, of course freedom you can. Of a, freedom of speech. Khan, not to, be, not to be confused with Wrath of Khan, who wanted to come hey, on today, by the good, way. He's not, a, he's not an Arab. Um, hey, Wrath of Khan's He's a Persian. Awesome. But, um, <laughs> um, so we talked about that, and there was, shit, I just had it on top of my head, and then I forgot it. Was it a NATO question, or no? Or JQ, no, maybe? No, no, I don't want to talk about the, the, G, the, the JQ just yet, because right. it's not, but it was, it was something that just fucking happened. Why, why did that just come into my head? I'm like, oh, some, some news thing, um, pertaining to that situation. Uh, anyway. Crap. Maybe it'll come back to me later. Was well, it about the Libertarian Party? Was it about the uh, was it the war in Syria? Maybe the Russians asking. No, I don't. I really, I don't. I don't know what the hell just happened to it, but it just went out the window. Oh, okay, maybe this. Okay, so I, I just read before we had started that apparently there's a, RT was reporting that Ecuador was planning on giving up Assange mm. to the fucking disgusting UK government. That finally, be, that which would be US really government. bad. No, 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 to the UK. No, the UK is into the US. Like, that's what's going to happen. Like, oh, yeah, it. probably. That, yeah. That's what I mean by the US. Oh, they'll be like, hey, uh, UK, come they on. Don't, I don't know if they'll do that, though. Here's why. Because you know who would pardon him if he came over here. I don't think so. Too much pressure. No, Trump would definitely. Trump would pardon Assange if he. He, he pardoned freaking um, those guys that held up the federal building. No, the Bundys? <laughs> the Hammonds. The, 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 the Bundys were there, but. The ranchers. The <coughs> ranchers that started it all. Yeah, he pardoned them all. I'm inhaling over there, buddy. Keep and I was like, yeah, I know, what am I doing over You're there? You're inhaling like doing? an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, was um, a, that was an interesting time, though. That standoff with the ranchers. I remember so many memes popping up saying, the government can't enforce rules. They, they have more guns than the actual uh, the agents. I'm like, yeah, that was the point. What the whole general consensus was. When force actually is used against the government to tell them to fuck off. Yeah, they did a good job. I mean, yeah. There was a lot of people. And the agents they were killed, like, oh, um, shit. I remember hearing that for a while. Like, that was a big thing. They killed Finnegan, right? Who literally walked out at that FBI like road barricade, and they just shot him when he had his hands up. So they like killed just a guy who was involved with holding an empty federal government building in the middle of the friggin' woods. They shot him. Cold blood killed the killed the killed the guy. Right? Hands up, nothing on him. Uh, this is like the this is just the world we live in. Um, one other breaking news option that came in before we started was that we found out that Cantwell, wrongfully imprisoned in Charlottesville, as I'm sure most of the people listening to this will know, Cantwell was simply using his right to self-defense. He pepper sprayed two people. I used a club. Two people who weren't pepper sprayed. We could tell you this story. I, I, I used a club. But Cantwell essentially got locked up and was facing 40 years. Apparently, it just came down today, you stupid fucking commies, that he's not getting any felonies. So, you lost, you failed, you threw everything you could at us, and you're still losing. So, you can't stop what you've created, and the alt-right's not going anywhere. It's just gonna grow, because you just get more and more delusional, more and more crazy, and you just show more and more how much you actually hate white people. And young white men in this country. Look at your are not precious Democrat Party. Anymore. Hashtag walk away. That movement's going on every day. Yes. That is funny. I am sorry. 
Some people were speculating that was a <coughs> it might have potentially been a troll campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was actually some real, uh, uh, quite a few real people who like saying, I'm walking away from the Democrat Party because I'm tired of being It's the same old bullshit. They're catering to all the minorities. Now, like, if you're white in the Democrat Party, you're basically screwed because they're replacing all their leadership with these brown and other freaking people. It's like... That uh, the election in New York, I think it was, that uh, the far left socialist. Yeah. She literally told the old white Democrat, "You're too white to understand the people." And I was like, "Oh wow, that's Cortez, an actual." Cortez, right? Cortez, Cortez, uh, Cortez. The, the red scare is coming, comrades. Uh, <laughs> Senora Cortez is leading us, glorious comrade. <laughs> it's funny too because she was she was actually saying a lot of stuff about Jews, a lot of stuff about Jews when she was running. And she apologized for all of it when she got into the position. Okay, all of it. She can apologize for uh, shit in she private. Had, well, no, in private. But she, no. She'll probably, probably get banged not. by a Jew in private. <laughs> get right to the, right in a circle. It's like, yeah, she's like, yeah. Latino, Jew. So did you guys hear that the director for Guardians of the Galaxy was just fired over Yeah, the pedophile uh, thing. I saw that one. Really? Done. The deleted tweets that he had from like 10 years ago, Disney found. <laughs> Well, two, a bunch of conservative styles are pulled it up, actually. Yeah. What were the tweets? Um, he was saying du- some anti-pedophile stuff. No, he was pro-pedophile, actually. He, he said he's going to bang little boys. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Oh, my God. Dude, it was I really actually, fucked, fucked up shit. It Jewish was funny. Media, but I actually liked Guardians of the Galaxy. I think, yeah. I, I, like, I like Chris Pratt. I think he's a decent actor. Yeah, and, and I don't, Marvel is Marvel. You've seen one, you've seen them all. Yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy is the exception, I though. I like it's that. A, it's a, the chemistry that they have with the whole crew. I think it's pretty good. It's not a, yeah, it's, I mean, it's not a popular opinion in the movement. I've heard the critiques of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I just, I don't know. I like the movies. things I like. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun movies. I'd rather, wa- I'd rather I, I, watch I, that I, new I, Jason Statham movie I don't really called like The Meg. I'd rather watch that in, in the summer. I'd rather see a punch of giant shark in the fucking nose. That's more interesting than the goddamn the They always put it in like badass. What the hell? He's gonna punch a shark in the nose. He's like, he's like the white Samuel L. Jackson. He's like, he's like yeah, well, snakes on a plane. Well, like, the uh, that movie you just seen coming in, The Meg. It's based off of actually book series. Uh, he, guy just he has like seven books. It basically makes giant megalodons come back to life. They discover a thing in the trench. Dilophorodons come back at some point. So it's like Jurassic Park underwater. On steroids. <laughs> it, <laughs> Jurassic it's, Park it's, underwater. It's steroids. You don't want to <laughs> fuck with the, that shark. What happens when Jurassic Park is in the ocean? People Kaga gonna eat. Well, 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 a bunch of Asians are actually going to be a bunch of feeder fish, apparently, in the, in the trailer. They get eaten, like, a big gulp full of them. Like, they're actually swimming in a pod of, like, Asians on a, on a fucking beach, and the thing comes up and just gobbles them all down. Oh, my god! I'm like, oh, feeder fish, yum. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. So, oh. I mean, I didn't actually hear about that. That's interesting. That's, that's uh, you know, doesn't shock me. Doesn't shock me, though, coming out of Disney and people they don't really give it's a the shit. biggest pedophile yeah. it's probably the only thing. because of public outcry of his old tweets that they noticed yeah they probably already knew and they just didn't give a shit well I the mean, problem I'm with sure. disney uh recons they have, they have the biggest pedo ring in hollywood they're up there well part of hollywood itself of course and it's almost it's even funny that walt disney himself was a total raging anti-semite and, and like racist totally i mean you look at his old his old stuff he was totally like on board you know isn't it they make his his cartoons suffer once the jews get their hands on that they bought it from his brother, and then since then, all those sex jokes appeared in, you know, Aladdin and in all those cartoons. That was, by then, it was already controlled by, directed by Jews, cartoonists. It's just fucking, it's just almost like they just, they're gonna get you back, you know? Oh, they, they don't by, forget, by they hold grudges. It. They hold grudges. I had heard, 
episode last episode well two episodes back of Radical Agenda when he had when Chris had David Duke on David Duke was talking about like if you want to talk about racist these people are the definition of racist he's like I've never met a white nationalist in my life who says I hate these people so much that I want to infiltrate like their television shows that they watch and like trick their kids into engaging in homosexuality like this is literally like how they get back at, at white people they like have hate us so much that they like will like this is how we're gonna like teach their women to fuck dogs like this is like the level of fucked up hedonism yes they like put it disgusting and they don't promote it in their own state by the way in israel that doesn't go they'll let you march down the street in a gay pride parade in israel but they will not do the whole friggin' well they made uh hebrew's official language made uh anyone speaks like arabic like a secondary and i just argued with my uh jew friend there about this and that's a whole other subject for later, but I had an argument with him today about this. And he's like, I don't trust anything that Daily Sphincter says. You know, he's supposed to be like a alt-light, sympathetic libertarian to the alt-right, but when you bring up the Jews, him being a Jew with family members in Israel, there's no way. You can show him tons of evidence. You can show him whatever you want, but it doesn't matter. It's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. I need evidence. I need evidence. You show him evidence, it's not real evidence. It's because they're anti-Semitic, essentially. Oh, they've got a bias for hating Jews. Oh, no. It's like, you can't just look at the evidence. I said, if I told you, if I showed you the FBI statistics on freaking racial crime statistics, you know, black people commit most of the violent crime, you'd have no problem agreeing with that. I show you something even more obvious about, like, IQ studies of Jews, like, having a leftward shift when they get into the elite in our country, and you say, that's that's all based on, he's, he's probably doesn't like Jews. It's like, you don't see the double, doesn't see, literally doesn't see the double standard. Doesn't see it. Or he does and he's just a liar, which is what I was telling him. But you're either, I said, you're either just ignorant and everything they say about your people are totally, is totally correct and I really don't want to believe that on the individual level. But either you're lying to me or you're just genetically incapable of seeing any <laughs> critique of your people. Most of liars are the Jews, huh? I, I guess so. But yes, that law, the Israel First Law, actually allows them to have segregated Jew-only communities in Israel now. Yeah, that's, that's not a shock. The Arabs can't do it. The yeah. Jews can. Well, apparently in this article I just pulled up, uh, an Arab lawmaker is thrown out of Israel's parliament because after that new law passed, he basically goes on a rant saying, fuck the Made Jews. Made some second-class citizens, yeah. Yeah, the, it's like the uh, reverse apartheid of like South Africa. Apartheid, uh, yeah. Apartheid, excuse my language. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, I'm not... The irony, Zionism. The Prime Minister of Israel, uh, Benjamin, stated, this is it's a passage of a historical moment in the history of Zionism and the history of the state of Israel. Wait, let me say that again. Historic moment in the history of Zionism. This is from the Prime Minister of Israel who says this to his own well, parliament. Of course he's a Zionist. Of course wow. And people say Zionists don't exist. Those fucking delusional nutcases who had the head show flop their ass chasing their own shit for once. Just read a mainstream fucking thing. God. Your people still believe that. It's unreal. Of course. You know, I I literally was talking to the Jewish kid today, and and I'm telling him, like, New York Times is literally like a Jewish newspaper, and he's like, no, it's not. I'm like, dude, you don't realize, like, who put out all the info on invading Iraq? First people to do it was the New York Times, and it's supposed to be a left-wing newspaper. Is war a left-wing position? No. So it's not just left-wingers that we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are dual citizens to another country, and they push that shit in our countries, but in their country, they want it to be safe and secure and conservative. That's the difference. 
No, 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 no. Look at the CAO. He, CEO. He's not a Jew. His uh, board is though. <laughs> the whole board that, is. That, that doesn't matter. See, that doesn't matter to him. That's always his gotcha. CEO is not a Jew. He's like, right. okay, who's the CEO? He sits back. He's the chairman. He sits back. He watches everything. Doesn't get shit. Makes money. Okay. They keep him shut. His mouth quiet. They pay him. And he goes out there as the face. So if anything happens, they could throw it on the Gentile freaking CEO, and it doesn't go directly to the board of directors or the editors. Good or little the problem. Joy. Do your bidding of my masters. Exactly. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Rudy's got the best impression of the Jew laugh. <laughs> you got the best impression of like the fucking Count Dooku laugh. Or fucking, like... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think that was pretty good. <laughs> Count Dooku. Hey, Christopher Lee was a good actor. <laughs> Just saying, dude. I like the Mas I like the Masala one, but give me a break. Now, Count Dooku was a badass, but they didn't they didn't make him into a good No, actor he he was like in the movies he was a shell representation of what the lore stated about him. But <laughs> this is this is a Star Wars fan and he's screaming. They destroyed the old uh, universe, I know, but Count Dooku was one of the best swordsmen of the Jedi Order back in the day. One of the best, if not the He was trained by Yoda. Yeah, oh, Star Wars well, that's because the uh, fighting style that he used it hadn't been used for hundreds of years. Yeah, that's mm. right, because they have that thing where you can choose your own fighting style, and there's many different arts, right? There's seven. Oh, wow. For the, for the Jedi Order. Uh, form number two is, is against other lightsaber uh, uh, users, apparently. The one Darth Maul used in the first movie. That's a different form, right? That's a man form. Yeah. Yeah, he, that's why Qui-Gon always went at a hard time trying to kill him in the first, well... Beat, beat him, he didn't die technically. And I mean, if he faces more than two people, that's where he gets messed up. That's why Obi Wan was trying to get in there. Yeah. But if he goes against one person, one v one, style is extremely aggressive. That's almost impossible to defend against. But Obi Wan's style actually is built to defend against that because Obi Wan's style is purely de defensive in the sense that he will wait for you to strike as much as. Yeah, he that's can why he does the. He does yeah. the like taunt, like to come. Yeah. He's prepared yeah, to exactly. take the attack. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maul was like, oh shit. And that's why he was the best one to kill Grievous with. Yeah, you know, I heard them making a movie about his back, Obi Wan's back, which I'm interested. I hope that they probably will, right? Yeah. But, but oh, yes, boy. his background, he actually killed someone when he was young. He accidentally yeah. killed someone. Obi Wan's killed a lot of people. Well, yeah, like, but I mean, like, in, like, in like, training. like, in training, he yeah. killed a kid that was, like, bullying or whatever, accidentally. And he didn't mean to, he just fucking, yeah, And Qui-Gon took him in when they were going to cast him out or something. The great Jedi style. The great Jedi. Obi's, you know, he always felt like Obi-Wan was kind of a, a weak, like, kind of compared to, like, Anakin, obviously. No, Anakin like, was just no, simply um, aggressive. Obi-Wan was actually the least Force-sensitive, but he was so good yeah. with the lightsaber that they just couldn't pass on him. That's interesting, actually. I didn't know that he was weak. He was, like, not Force-sensitive. He was the least Force-sensitive of the class. Uh, we apologize for diverting into yeah, Star Wars lore. Yeah, I know we're, we're getting off track of Star Wars. Right this is the little fanboys and us screaming in delight, but all of you out there who don't care about Star Wars, we do apologize. To others who do care, kudos to you. Yes. yes. So, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> moving on. Um, so... <clears throat> Where were we? About the whole, uh, your friend with the CEO and the board, uh, how the New York Times was basically a drawer in newspapers always. I mean, what else is new? Like the, it, it, like the Washington Post. It goes without saying. He agrees with me 90% of the time on other things. And this is what I tried to tell him. I said, but the second I start talking about this, you change how you argue. I said, you don't even see it, I don't think. You, you go into like this goalpost shifting, 
in and out. Oh, one second Judaism is just a religion, and next second it's oh it is an important ethnic thing. Then it's a religion, and it's an important ethnic thing. And he's telling me like I wasn't even raised in a Jewish household. I said, let me ask you something. I said, when a black kid is born to two black parents, right? Is was he raised in a black was he raised in a black household? And he's like, yeah, it's not the same thing. I said, how is it not the same thing? You just admitted to me that ethnic ethnic Jews is real. You're an ethnic Jew, but you're an atheist. And your mother's a Jew. You weren't raised in a religious household, you're saying, so you weren't yeah. raised in a Jewish household. No, if you weren't raised really in a Jewish household. If you really is an atheist, you shouldn't have a problem with the, lab- with the label Jewish or anything of that sort. No, 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 no. That's the thing. Exactly. He it's still celebrates Hanukkah. It's an ethnicity. It, it, yes, it goes far deeper. Judaism the is a race. One. It's the race. only one that you can get well, get away with this. I'm a Jewish atheist. He's like trying to tell me how like Hindu anybody can become a Hindu, anybody can become a Jew. And I, I said no, it's not the same thing. It's very hard for a Gentile to be approved into converting into Judaism. You have to marry Almost a Jew. impossible. You can either marry one, or you can get approved. But you've got to get approved by tons of rabbis, and like out of two thousand applicants a time, only one will get through. That's the probability. They want it sealed shut for their people only. I said, so don't tell me. Don't tell me that it's just a matter of anybody like this Hindus. I could convert to being a Hindu. I can become tomorrow. a Buddhist tomorrow. It's not the same. It's not remotely the same. He's like, well, I mean, some Hindus are overwhelmingly South Southeast Asian and like Indian, so you can't. So look, it's the same thing. I said, somebody can be a Southeast Asian and be an atheist. Yeah. Somebody can't be a Hindu. And be an atheist. Do you, do you see yeah. the difference here, pal? And he's like, no, I don't see the difference. I'm like, how do you not see the difference? You're a Jewish atheist who celebrates. Your, this is the difference between Jews and everybody else. Your whole identity is wrapped around a religious text. So your culture, even when you're not being religious, your culture is religious because it's built on stories from the freaking Bible, the Torah. The Old I Testament. Mean, you can't escape this. This is your history. It's one. It's abused. You're the only people that do this, and that's fine. That's fine. That's your people. Great. We could learn a thing or two about caring about our people. But when I put a spotlight on it, you get nervous and you act like it's not a thing. Of course they, it's a thing. They don't want to be exposed. They just want us to think, oh, we're white. No, you're not. You're Jews. Jewish people are not white. There's a whole different race. Oh, it is. He's like, you guys got all these countries. You got Croatia. You got this. You got this. Croatia? I said, oh, he said, really? I said, those countries are, are our countries? He said, last time I checked, they've been being flooded with thousands upon thousands of migrants. Millions. Because millions. Millions of I Europe. I should say, yeah. It's millions. Against the will of the people by Jewish elites who pull the strings in lobbying groups. Uncle Soros. NGOs. Soros, that was another good thing. Soros is apparently black-pilled. Segu, segu into that. Sor- Soros apparently is thinking about quitting. Funding anything. Because he says it's not working. Oh, gee, I wonder why. <laughs> gee, <laughs> I, w- I, mean, I wonder why. <coughs> that could be just a diversion. Well, he does well, his, his boys will take up the mantle. You know, his sons will, whoever is next in line behind him. But uh, it's very, very interesting that like Mr. You... Soros is so black-pilled that he is starting to think about pulling out of everything because he just can't stop what's coming in Europe and America with this nationalist uprising. Like, you pissed off the culture of the whites. We're angry. It's been too long, and you want to think that everything's all be happy, dating stupid? We're not dumb. I believe how good of a burn technique that video is. It's burning better than it normally ever burn for me. That really does work. 
interesting. Yeah. Wow. Holy crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm a newbie, guys. I should have known this. I've been smoking cigars for like five years, and fucking, I didn't even know about toasting until like three days ago. But yeah, we're on this topic of discussing our own people. Uh, I wanted to ask Salazar about a topic he was. I think he probably researched recently. It was about the. Uh, it was a couple weeks ago. It was about the the Mesoamerican tribes. Oh know, yeah. Like well, the Aztecs and Mayans, how the Spaniards, the Spaniards got here. Like, what were you researching into about that? Like how. They developed. How their cultures developed? Yeah, like, you, you said, uh, I think Recon said that the natives were, what was it, Recon, at that time? You said something about them, like, having... Um, well, the, I had said that they didn't, they had, they had built a lot of their stuff on top of what appears to be ruins that were a lot older than they as a people actually were. Mm. And that they had claimed in their cultures that they had learned all that stuff from another people that was pale skin with beards and very heavy beards. No, I think they like called Salazar. them like men of the north or something weird like that. Hey, it looks and like it was like, yeah. <laughs> hey, it looks <laughs> like Salazar. Salazar. I'm getting a picture of this. I'm getting like, like a picture. I see Salazar that's why right they, there. That's why they let Cortez come in because uh, they thought it was a return of their gods and they were so like sure that that was what it was. They, he matched the description so on point. Um, I think the, the main reason they let uh, Cortez in was actually, as, as you have said, Yep. That what what you said was partially true, but the gods that they depict on uh, their textures are people that were uh, from the sea. So when Cortez came here on these ships, yes, that yeah, that's that's what impressed them with the yep. ships. It was it was how massive they were, how how, how many sails and how intricately built it was. Mm. That's that's what truly impressed them. It wasn't Cor 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 Cortez himself. Mm. They knew that these people were from the sea. Yep. So they took them in because they, as you said, they thought that they were the fabled gods and legends. Yep. Because in their legends, these fabled gods, they would come to help them and then they would return to the sea. Okay, I gotcha. But they never explained how they returned to the sea. They never explained that it was ships or if it wasn't ships or if they just swam back into the sea or they went landing and walked over the ocean. Or whatever the fuck they were, right? So obviously when Cortez got there with those ships, they, they were very impressed with it. But um, I'm not. Um, what I'm what I'm gonna say is not based on new age stuff that's being discovered. It's based on actual historical evidence that yep. already has been 100 percent proven. Yep. And the Mesoamerican tribes really flourished under their own doing. I, yep. I think they uh, they took a liking to agriculture, which was very crazy because all the na Native American tribes were mostly no no yeah, no nomadic. Yeah. Yep. But they found a good climate in. Central America, and that's where most of the uh, three big empires were established: the Incas, the Mayans, and the Aztecs. Right? Yep. Now, all all these people had plenty of trade back and forth, mm -hmm. and trade is known as the main um, driver in innovation. The right? Because you trade, you share ideas, you share ideologies, and things flow. It's yeah. not just food that's trading. It right? just it doesn't doesn't stay stale on one thought or on one concept. One thought. <laughs> stay stale on one yeah. thought. No, I hope not. The Aztecian uh, emperor emperor's daughter meets the Inca's prince. Oh boy, there's a thought right there for you. <laughs> you can't. You certainly can't under undermine their achievements because they they did build irrigation systems that were very complex. They had very complex astronomy. That was that's a fact. Yep. They had the numbers detailed down. They had calendars. They had seasons for growing. They had all of this, but 
unfortunately the one thing that they didn't really practice was um, sanitation mm. sanitation wasn't really practiced and plagues were very very frequent and every time they had plagues they really didn't know what to do with that Me medicine was still a re 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 relatively new thing to them so as, as I said every time there was a plague it was very devastating yep especially in those large cities that yep. they had built with farm farming co communities all around these these plagues would s spread like crazy and that's how the mayans actually got annihilated was there was a plague on their crops and they didn't know what to do so eventually they just ran out of food and they scattered so what, they just left the cities abandoned essentially mayans or was that was that the uh the, the aztecs came in and they finished them off yeah so all those tales we hear about city, whole cities of uh, disappearing overnight, essentially, is like what they just let. They they got repopulated by Aztecs, eventually. So the Aztecs came down from it was, I believe they're they're Mexico, right? They were based in Mexico's region. Central Mexico, yeah. Yeah, Central Mexico. They came down to the Mayans. The the Mayans were in the Yucatan Peninsula. That's the uh, that little lip right yeah, right off little, of Cuba. Uh, yep, yep, yep. Well. And the Incas were far north. The Incas had a lot of trade with the Plains nations. Yeah. And, oh. and, and in turn, all those ideas got transferred down. I think where I think, like, and again, you had said, like, more New Age discoveries. You're coming from the pure thing that's unproven, yeah. not speculation. So what I'm, what, I, what I'm coming from is generally considered speculation just because you're adding up oddity of those empires which was very odd even though it's true yes that they um they you know they had the good climate they had these things uh agriculture they understood all these things what's odd about them is that genetic wise they are almost indistinguishable from the northern tribesmen themselves i mean these people were generally the same people they all came into the south right. america but you could america. also say the same thing about the natives in south america well yeah but that's if you look at the natives of south south america of per, per, peru and chile they're actually very short people yes. why because they they live they live in the mountains and in the mountains you have to exert less energy yep and the smaller your body is the easier it is for you to heat up ah. obviously in the mountains it's i'd cold. survive well <laughs> oh yeah you would I'd be dead in a week. A little mountain, a little mountain yeah. man. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't survive the mountains. My spine would be crushed. <laughs> but they, but, but what I'm saying is, yes, exactly. They are. They are. And that's because all these groups were mostly isolated. They, they, they didn't really, they, they, they were very tribalistic. They, they generally wouldn't blend each other. Like, they, they you, you wouldn't see a marriage with a plains princess and, an Aztec king or something, you know that that that's that no, never that never happened, yeah. But what I what I'm saying is specifically about these areas in which they were these Mayans, these Aztecs, these ruins. What I'm saying now is that they're dating the ruins and they're wondering how in the hell out of whatever this central part you have these Northerners who literally don't know shit, and you have the Southerners who don't know shit. For whatever is in this particular center area. There's this group that has all this shit. Well, right? if you if you look at how trade flows, if you're in South America and you want to trade with the outside sources, where are you gonna go? To the middle. To the middle. If you're in North America and you want to trade with outside True. sources, you're gonna go to 
But trade goes both ways. Right. And all, and if trade flows through the middle, then the middle will always get the most of it, right? True. As with Con- Constantinople, we see this. It was right in the middle of the Silk Road. That's yes. why it was extremely wealthy. But I think Constantinople, the interesting thing, though, about, again, Europeans, which separates them, again, is there's a lot of things that go into what made Europeans successful that the of course. that these people um, in that area... That, yeah. No, but those people didn't have those same things. They didn't no. have those and same and that's pressures. why it came much slower. I mean, Perhaps. by the time by the time that Cor- Cortez got there, these, these people were still in the Bronze Age, almost. Not even. They didn't have bronze. I mean, they may have wooden yeah. shields and spears and bone, they were, uh, they were, bone crafted they were, swords. They were just about to hit the Bronze Age. They were they were mostly Stone Age, you know. Yeah. But the question I have for all these uh, Mesoamerican tribes and empires, they they were around a lot longer than say European civilization, right? At least. Of course. So why do they, they were very isolated to themselves and trading in the continent of America well, was very the, difficult. The, the, to actually bring into context here with uh, Recon's analogy of Europeans, how can we advance so quickly? Well, they had all this time. I mean, they may be isolated or not, but we Rome. were isolated too. Rome. But even, but even, but, but yeah, true. But even prior, even prior to Rome, even prior to Rome, Before Europeans Rome. were displaying things that that they still had. You know, I mean, there's no doubting that Europeans' winters, okay, played a large role in why Europeans are the way they are. The winter yeah. allowed yeah, you, you think. to stop, save, yeah. think about how you're going to, you know, animal husbandry, these things. What I'm saying is, they they have looked into like mines for example that existed that exist before any known peoples of that genetic code were there they, there was tools in these mines that they found that don't match any of the tools that any of the aztecs incas mayans used in these mines they outdate them that were mined somebody was in there somebody used them same material as some of the ruins that they found but they don't see a correlation between what these people were doing and the, what they found in these mines. They these mines, I believe, were in slightly northern Mexico. And they were mines, like I said, they had tools, they found tools there. They're more in line with like tools that were used by like Vikings than they are with anything that even... I mean, it's quite them. possible that they sailed down the coast and they went It's there, true. You know? oh, That's yeah, kind of yeah, scary, absolutely. though. The Vikings it's actually made possible. all the way to North America, south, sailed into I mean, Central they, America if on you the follow, If you follow a coast, it's easy to navigate. That's how most navigation was done back then mm. was following the coast, you know. Following the coast. I, I, I just... I. It's fair that you want to give... I, no, I'm not saying that they don't get any credit. They obviously have yeah. something to be given credit. If, if they were really that stupid, they'd be like Africa. Exactly. No. Ex- exa- yeah, Africans, Africans supposedly are the oldest people the on the Arabs planet. How can they have empires down there or something? Oh, exactly. One at a time. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. One at a time. We jump down and start back. You, Rhoda, you go. I have a question about the whole... Uh, African situation. I hear people say Africans are the oldest humans on the planet. Like, okay, I'll humor this thought. If they are, and they had all that huge ass continent themselves for so long, not outside influence, why didn't they make their own empires like the Incas, Aztecs, or like the Europeans? Why? They had all this time, they had literally a whole continent you could fit Europe three times over yeah. into. At least more than <laughs> because, that. Because it's funny, if you actually look Ugh. at the way that the human human lineage works if you put it in like sort of a tree the first group that branches off of the human tree is sub-saharan africans they go off and then you come up and you see split of asians and whites and they go into the things they are the most distant from 
the other groups. Aborigines. Of, of, yeah, they're really. I Don't mean, be they the are. Aborigines. We they, know that. They, they, they split earlier than the actual they blacks. They literally were on an island, and they are like, they were like. Totally, humans. They are. Um, their IQs are like some of them are like lower than a gorilla's. Don't sniff the petrol. Don't sniff the petrol. Like, look up that song, Don't Sniff the Petrol for the Aborigines. You'll be severely happy that you're not one of them. <laughs> poor, poor, poor fellows. You go, like, Australian, like, like propaganda. It's like, this is an Aboriginal. Yeah. And it's like some Hispanic girl giving a thumbs up. And it's like, well, no, this is an Aboriginal. That whole sub-Saharan Africa is pretty, uh, pretty weird. Because if you look at Africa, they did have uh, Muslim posts mm. that very prominent in Africa. Mogadishu was a very yep. big city. You had now, to really uh, talk about this, Salazar, Muslim traders... Uh, well, actually, Salazar, I don't want to cut you off, but we are coming to about oh, the 40 yeah. minute mark. So we'll we're going to take a break. The second part, we'll talk about Mogadishu and how the Muslim trade affected Sub-Saharan Africa. Supposedly. And how the Africans didn't do like, anything with it. This is a question I, I will ask any black nationalist out there right now. If your people are so great, where is your great Wakanda? Well, you know, we don't want to make an enemy. <laughs> I, I'm not an enemy. Know, I'm, I'm, I'm asking him a fact. Where is your great civilization that, they want, that whites look to Rome as the greatest? They they want, yes. They they want, I don't got any problem with them. They want to believe what they believe. That's fine. If they want to be black nationalists who believe that they're Egyptians and they have all this power, I don't, I don't care. Really? Like, I'm not going to bash them. That's what they believe. That's fine. That's Indeed. their belief. I'm um, just curious. Yeah, that's fine. I would, talk, I would talk to many black nationalists, so that's the reason why I'm not I would like to get there. one on at some point. And just actually, talk to a guy. To talk to him. Have a drink with him and ask like, him what you think. Literally these people are fighting the same exact enemy as we are in a lot of ways because they just want a nation to themselves. They don't want to be dealing with anybody else's shit anymore. They just want it for themselves. It's the biggest fucking continent in the world. It's true. But it's I'm the not, largest. They have the most resources, too. But I'm figure. Not, I'm not gonna, you know, let them have it. Africans outside of Africa aren't really very welcomed there by Africans. Oh, I True. wonder They're why. They're the ones with the higher IQs because yes. they've been mm. mixed not only Their own people sold them off to the white man. Go figure. But anyway, uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk next segment. We'll talk we about will this. see you guys on the other side of the break. Responsibility matters so much, Most so close. <laughs> so, um, anyway, we, before we left, we were talking about that so American tribe. And how, uh, the, the, Muslim, the, uh, the Muslim slave trade into Africa and how that. Oh, yes, out. duh, duh. That's yeah. exactly what we we're did, talking we about. We talked about that. So, so we're going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah so we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to let, yeah. let Salazar the really get into it. The inability of Sub Saharan Africans to form meaningful civilization. Um, <clears throat> now. People always attribute this to the fact that it was very difficult to get trade through the Sahara, therefore those people weren't exposed to many ideas. But the fact of the matter is there were many prominent Muslim trading cities all placed throughout the coast of Africa. One such prominent one is, I'm sure you've all heard of this, Mo 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 Mogadishu, <laughs> where Mogadishu. Black, Black Hawk Down takes place, you know. Somalia, right? Yeah. 
pretty, uh, pretty, pretty. I don't even know that. I've actually never seen Black Hawk Down. So it's a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. It's I've heard. It's I've good. Heard, Ridley yeah. Scott oh, yeah. produces it. I think yeah. he directed it too. So very good movie. Um, but anyways, the city of Mogadishu is a very ancient trading post. It was first no- noted in the first century AD by g- Greek explorers, and they gave the name of the city Serapon. That's that's what they called it in their texts. Okay. But it was always known as Mogadishu after it was established by the Muslims. Now, the Muslims had a very interesting time with the sub-Saharan natives. Every time that they would make trades with the sub-Saharan natives, they would trade them something for land. Yeah. And then, ten years later, they'd come back and try to kill them for the land <laughs> that they bought. <laughs> that sounds familiar. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Sounds <laughs> now, this, this was always a problem in Mo- Mo- Mogadishu, so the Muslim traders would have to keep making trade deals over and over again with these people. <laughs> I wonder why they just enslaved them to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they, they probably got tired of them knowing how aggressive the Muslims are. They probably didn't take shit for too long. But this this was a constant problem because they had to constantly reestablish these trade posts because they'd come in, they'd burn everything to the ground, they'd kill a bunch of people, and then the Muslims have to come in with big guns and kill them. <laughs> and or swords. This, this went on back and forth. Now, when the people or the Muslims who were president Mogadishu tried to um, take any of these natives into captivity or tried to teach them anything, they would just call them black black voodoos or they would label them <laughs> with, like dark magic or something and then, and then they'd run back into their forests. <laughs> now, there's also another city that I'm sure you're all aware of, Timbuktu, right? Yes. Oh, I've yeah. heard of that. Yeah, we richest, have, yeah. The richest man alive, Musa Musa. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. owns so so much wealth, the man didn't even know what to do with it. Literally. He owned the three resources that were, were most profitable at the time, which was gold, slavery, and salt. Yep. Of all, all three of those he had. He had yep. huge salt mines, he had huge gold mines, and his second income, his like, second form of income for his old country was actually slavery. Slave trade, ladies and gentlemen. The ones that America did not invent. Fucking yeah, it's out there. This this was very prom- prominent in Timbuktu's empire, and that's uh, that's actually how the city of Timbuktu was mostly built. Slave trade. It was it was slavery. No, yeah, they, still to this day, used, there's still slave they, 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 they used slaves with Muslim architects to build the city. Mm-hmm. Now, you ask yourself, if Timbuktu and Musa Musa were so rich, why didn't they do anything about it? Because as we know. The Empire of Mali was beaten by the Spanish, right? <laughs> yeah. <A lot>. Like <laughs> beaten to the ground and vice versa. And the French. So what happened to the great wealth of Mali? You know? Yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing to note is like, <laughs> hey, whenever some, whenever you approach a black person who brings up these things to you, Musa Musa is a favorite one. They like to say, well, the richest person was Musa Musa. It's important to point out to them that Musa Musa, when you said that, he literally had ownership, didn't know what to do with it. He literally yeah. didn't know what to yeah, do with it. He, he, he knew that Arabs and uh, Europeans used gold and utilized yeah. these things. And it, there, there was actually a gold shortage. That's why he, yes. he was so rich. The, 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 there was a massive shortage of gold. That's why it was so prized. He built his empire on a market until it ran into the ground, literally. And then when it ran into the ground, well, guess what happened when you build your markets on just one thing, like a commodity that eventually... Mali became nothing. 
became nothing. Timbuktu became nothing. nothing. And so you know what? Not it's not like any other empires where you know like European empires or Asian empires where they find other ways to like sustain themselves. You know, it's not just one thing they're secluded to one market. Yeah. Because you know, uh, we we had trade Even routes. Even then, Timbuktu could have used all that gold to develop his country. You know, it could have. He had built like actual city infrastructure. He had built irrigation systems. It was systems. all about him. Yeah, of course. Carrying gold dust around and sprinkling it wherever he, he went for fun. Bling, like literally bling. Yeah. The first bling bling. 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 And he can sprinkle some literal like. Gold necklaces, gold uh, toilets, maybe like the Arabs do today. Because he knew that it impressed people who yeah. were white and Arab. So yeah, like, oh, he yeah, gold. Them, yeah. Yeah. They and say the, I got and money. The Arabs and loved it. <laughs> oh yeah, they did. Oh, I bet they did. Um, and so it's important to just point out that it's in context, right? This guy didn't even know that he was really all that wealthy. He thought like, oh, because the white man and the Arabs value this. It, this makes me important. rich. It makes me important, which it did to the Muslims and, and, and to the Muslims and to the Europeans. Uh, the problem is, is that because that's all he understood. Once that ran out, he had no abstract thought of like, oh, like, hey, I could invest this. I could, I could put it here. Like, that wasn't Europeans it. or Arab all investors in here. Like, hey, can you build yeah. this up? I'll yeah, pay no, you gold. Yeah, come, no, come, come. No concept of that. It was just wealth. Yeah. With no idea what to do with it. If I recall right, in the, sl- the slave tables, you had the Arabs and the uh, Sub-Saharan uh, Africans. Didn't they have like a demand for certain slaves, like in the, at least in the Arab world? I know they were really fond of Europeans for some odd reason. Like, this is during the medieval times, so this is like jumping forward like, a couple um, hundreds, a couple hundred years here. The Ottomans enslaved the Greeks a lot. That was uh-huh. one of their most their most enslaved people were probably the Greeks at first. Like, I heard, I heard out of a, it was an article, I think. It's just like years ago. Like, this is, I was still big on the whole, like trying to figure out what the hell is happening in New York and all the, the hordes of migrants are coming in. I guess there's like a certain stigma where the old Arabs had a fondness for the fair-skinned people, especially with white hair variants and whatnot. I don't know if that's actually true that's, too much. Yeah. Well, it was noted. I if think. I'm actually not mistaken, a lot of people in the old white nationalist 1.0 movement used to have a particular issue with the Spanish. They used to say. Oh, they're mixed because of the Muslim, because of the Muslim invasion. Yeah, it's bullshit. Is. It's bullshit because not only the Europeans, but the Muslims themselves also practice a a, a strictly Arab style of marriage. They didn't like mixing with people no. that were local. The, the Arab and lords. The, and were it was not, the Spanish hated that. They, and uh, they did. The, oh, yeah. the Pope, the, the Pope himself, even instituted laws against it. Mm. So, yeah, very rare occurrence. That's why if you study the populations, the genetics of the populations in the Iberian uh, Peninsula today, you notice that they um, they don't almost have none in their mixing yeah. with them. They it's like don't. Two, two percent, very yeah, negligible. Very, very Every now and then, some dallies into the taboo. Of course, it happened. Yeah, but, it wasn't like it, prominent. It wasn't like, oh, you guys aren't white anymore. You know, it, it, uh, like if anything, the, the argument that they use against Sicilians, we were talking about during the break. Yeah. You know, you could make a more argument for that for Sicilians, because Sicilians definitely did have mixing, and, and Sicilians do, but they're still white. I mean, that, that's a whole other topic, but they're definitely still white. I mean, obviously, hey, so overwhelmingly white, um, because they get a tan better than most people because of some of their genetic traits. Does not make them not white. If you take a Sicilian and you put them in the mountains in the Alps, okay, they're gonna be pale as, as a fucking Irish person. It's yeah, in a couple of years. In a couple of years. <laughs> so. That's a whole nother thing, um, but it's very interesting that the Sub-Saharans um, really display this inability to, to 
developed civilization, um, regardless of all the attempts of many different ethnic groups, including the Chinese today. Who yeah, have, yeah. Another another thing that they did very very occasionally is they never established themselves having uh, resources worth trading for. The only only thing of value that they could give to all these tradesmen was slaves. Yep. They, slave never, trade, they, like, never, yep. they never mined for diamonds, they never mined for gold or anything. Like as, as you know, Africa is a rich continent. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. It's the largest continent in the world. I mean, especially the further down south you, you go, the better the land is. South Africa, you think? Well, the, well, the next, next time, just want to throw this in here too, the next time that a uh, black socialist brings up uh, Musa Musa to you, make sure to inform them that Musa Musa is probably one of the most greed-hungry capitalists as an example uh, for a socialist to be using. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> the man, the man was an absolute didn't, psychopath. Didn't some of, some of the things that he did to his servants were... I mean, he uh, he had this one guy that he liked so so much. And eventually, this one guy did something to him that hurt him. So what did he do? He filled him up with gold, all of his insides, right? Oh, and he literally, he literally made a sculpture of gold on this dude, and then he skinned all the skin off, so it was just him Oh, right. That's Holy fucking shit. brutal. You think the Turks got know that. The Turks got some lessons apparently. The Turks got lessons. Classes in session, boys. I mean, he was a psychopath, and he just so happened to be the king of Mali at the time when they found all those gold mines. I mean, interesting uh, uh, topic talking about how the whole trade tradesmen will buy land from the Africans. How did South Africa get established initially, Salazar? I mean, do you know the specifics of it, or just uh, the, the British yeah. South Africa? Yeah, like currently today, um, this whole fucking movement of the AFC down yeah, there. Yeah, it was settled by the Dutch. Yeah, the Dutch East East India Trade Company. But they didn't yeah. take. They found it. They didn't take it over, right? Like they actually forcefully go in there and start shooting people. No, up. They, they actually they, they bought, bought it from a land of people from Kong people Kongs. who were not sub-Saharan Africans. The Kora peoples at the time were it's living in South. They sold it to them. Were not the people that are claiming to have ownership over South Africa today. They are not there anymore. Okay. Uh, they are there, actually. Excuse me, but they are—they are not a massive um, group. They are very a minority group. They are not the loudest voices talking about appropriating without compensation for white um, farmers. Uh, so, but this—this this is actually something that I had learned a while back. Reading through some blogs, um, an interesting thing about Sub-Saharans, and I'll give them credit for this. This is not something that they invented, but something they did very well with. Carthage was well known for its ironworking. Carthage was good with ironworking. Of course. Carthage um, trained, taught many sub-Saharan Africans how to ironwork. And if you actually they have found, this is something they were excellent at. They didn't invent the art of ironworking their own. They were using iron to make insane things. The sub-Saharan tribes actually had iron pots. They had iron pans. They had iron spare tips they were they they could take iron and literally put it into anything and this isn't talked about often but a lot of the tribes they have found did actually do some amazing things that even that Carthage even possibly was pretty insane they they, they wouldn't even bother to do with iron that they found a way to take this one shred of technology that they were taught and because that's all they would ever get and know they learned how to just use just that and they did some crazy shit I mean they were like boarding up their little huts with like iron clamps and they were doing things that like they, 
it didn't match anything else, but it was like there, and they were good at making things with iron. So I'll give them some credit with the iron work. Practice makes perfect. Did a good job. They did a good job with iron. Some of the, but that's literally, and not to be like again, not trying to be a dick, but the reality is, is that's literally all you could even say for the uh, sub-Saharans. They they really they just struggle with abstract thought because of the because of the environment that they've developed in and that's just how it is but you gotta figure you live in an africa it's full of resources super abundant africa that means that they're going to breed out iq they don't need iq what they need is to defend from predators and from other tribes so they bred warriors which is why they're more athletic peoples than in, in a lot of cases than europeans are because europeans focused a lot on their iq animal husbandry storing things for the winter low time preference you know, making sure you had enough food to feed your family, teaching your kids, having a limited amount. In Africa, you can have as many fucking kids as you want. They still do. everybody's got fucking food. And, yeah, that's... <laughs> now, there's a population, population boom. boom. It's going to crash soon. <laughs> that's a big danger that Trump... Good thing we have Trump, because this population boom has come over the next 20 years. They, they, they will find a way to get on some kind of NGO rafts and make their way to America. I have no doubts that somebody oh, will try to flood America. Their ways South America. Everywhere. And that needs to stop. That needs to stop. And Learn how to make big-ass farms. It's because of white charities. It's because of white medicine. It's because of white science and technology that has boosted their ability to even go past their natural limits of overpopulation and go insane. It's because of us, but they still claim that we're the ones that gave them the disease, and we're the ones that gave them all these things. It's like it's the most disgustingly arrogant and like Obnoxious. ungrateful. Well, what do you get from a bunch of uneducated people? You know. Yeah, remember. It's uh, true. Intelligence it's, it's, isn't exactly a normal thing humans share, sadly. But like I always, I think the first time we we had hung out, Salazar, when you had came, oh. as I had made this comment to um My, to uh, Lodi's cousin. Yeah that what is the difference in welfare cities in America when you look at Detroit and you look at Seattle which Seattle has way worse welfare systems than than, than Detroit does yet Seattle has no trash on the ground they barely have a homeless issue in Seattle and it's very clean very low crime rate what's the difference well let's look at the demographics of Detroit I look at the demographics of Seattle. He made the what argument people of people uh, do with welfare versus what black people do with welfare. They're two different things. And that's just observably true. Can you play the economic angle of recon? My cousin? I remember you saying something about the industry was fleeing and it was like, yeah, there's a... He had he, said that they, they were He was playing the fleeing. economy thing recently in the boom. I think he was... The jobs, like, though, the jobs of those industries were not... The blacks weren't taking those jobs either, though, when the industry was there. The industry was there. That was white people had those jobs too it wasn't it wasn't when those industries left yeah sure the white people left okay so again it comes back to who's left who's there these people are there and you can say oh poverty but again whites in poverty don't act the same way that blacks in poverty do you go down white polish neighborhoods in new york okay where there's a lot of poor polish people you see drunk homeless people on the street they're not gonna rob you for your fucking wallet and kill you and stab you in an alley. The drunk homeless freaking Polish people walking on the street. 
burping. Like there's a there's a big difference between that and walking down Chicago. Or you can actually uh get I mean, the, uh, the old the white Porsche pull inside your your, your, your dad and go run down the streets like oh, get away no. from me. Yeah, this is a friend a, of mine. Yeah, friend of mine always did this, and I'm <laughs> severely tempted Providence. to try this in Providence at some point. Find old uh, a homeless man that I'm his dad. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I love you, son. <laughs> <laughs> As opposed to a bunch of black homeless who are probably sad and shaky and raping you in the alleyway. But yeah. So it's just it, it's uh, it's unbelievable like the cognitive dissonance with people and like how they just don't America's full see and it's unfortunate. Um, yeah, man, the only one left with yeah, you, you don't drink very John. You just noticed this. Yeah, I don't drink no one on that rum Oh my god, you're nursing it. Hey. I'm driving, alright? Yeah, since we're on the topic of if you're here in America anyway. What do you think of the absolute state of the American public right now? This hysteria that's gripping uh, everyone. Every freaking day, for constantly, for a couple years now, are we not seeing the cracks finally being exposed? The faults, all these glaring. Salazar's even noticed, right? Salazar, how much things in some short period of time have gone off the rails in this country. It's over, it's over the past decade. Yeah. Just yeah. recent couple years, it's been like, it's up there. And, and they don't see that there's like a, they can't, they don't understand how it is that this backlash is happening. And what scares them even more is the fact that it's not happening in trailer parks. <laughs> this isn't supposed to make sense. You've got people who are getting into this stuff who come from upper middle class households who have a good future ahead of them, their families save yeah. money for them. And yet they take these so politically correct views that they risk their job and their life for stuff like this now. Why is this happening? You should be a liberal. That's what they can't figure out. Why? Yeah. You should be a liberal. You should be a liberal. This doesn't make sense. And they go, they go overtime. They're pushing it in and purging out white people from the Democratic Party, and they're like going for this. And like and now there's infighting between Antifa and the, the uh, Democratic Socialists of America. That the Antifa's calling them commies, okay, and they're tankies, and saying that you guys are just author authoritarians to the Democratic Socialists of America because they're cracking down on the Antifa um, encampments outside of ICE headquarters. The Democratic Socialists of America are the ones calling these people in to come break them up because they know that the votes don't sell. It's not a popular issue. Antifa just wants to be entitled to do whatever the fuck they want. Yeah. And the commies are like, dude, we're not getting our agenda this way by you being fucking, this is not popular. You are like, the enemy. You Occupy are public enemy. Remember Occupy Wall Street? That failed. It failed, but I mean, compared to these ICE things, this should be... Occupy Wall Street had thousands of people there. Yeah. I mean, it was popular. I was people there in Boston. Camping. There you I go. I was there in Boston, yeah. People were camping. Standing out there. I mean, and it, it was popular. This was supposed to be just like that. Just encampments outside of ICE. It was supposed to be big. Uh, failed. Miserably. 20 people tops at some of these things. Cops just cracked skulls with these people. Wiped them out. And so now there's all this infighting. I mean, they're running uh, Democratic Socialists of America members off of Twitter now. Antifa's like reporting them and getting them kicked off Twitter. It, it's not looking good for the left right now. They're losing and, their minds. And so since, uh... It's good for us, though. It's good for us because the left needs to melt down. They need to polarize. They need to, they need to make this Democrats are for everybody but white men and Republicans are for white men. And they need to do this. This needs to happen in this country because white people need to be woken up from this 
slumber of an individualism where they think that they don't have to play that card. And guess what? You don't win and your children die and get raped and end up in fucking Brazil 3.0. Okay, fucking here. Today. Well, technically speaking, America is a third world country now because our elites in the upper class or whatever have their own rules while the average person, by definition, with a richest third world nation, don't get us wrong. That's true. We ain't no first world no more. I mean, I mean, that's like All one of those like, kind of like paradox things, though. It's because it's kind of like, is, is the first world actually really the third world? Because the first world forgets all basic human understanding and nature, and it goes to this like barbaric, artificial lifestyle where everybody's obsessed with their fancy phones and their fancy Xboxes and sports and watching, like, okay, sports. Primary example, people walk around with other men's names on their backs. Like, this is a thing that, like, never existed in European culture. You didn't have this. You honored somebody that you looked up to, sure. But you, as a man, were, your job was to be like that, to get better, to be the hero, to work towards that. The hero worship of European ancestors that they did was so prominent. Now that's been replaced by a sort of hero worship that's artificial that our system has built up, in which you have people worshiping celebrities and false icons who are not good elites to follow or resemble after. They're not even elites. They, well, they, they are. They're not the true elite. No. They are. The bottom line is what I started to understand is that when I was a libertarian is that you're going to have collectivism. You're going to have identity politics. You're going to have people wanting to strive to emulate something else one way or another. So the question is, who are they going to emulate? Who is going to be ruling? Who's going to be in the leading class? Because people need that in their nature. White people specifically need that in their nature. We have always had a hierarchy system in all of our countries where we look up. Great, uh, we had heroes of old, like Ex- exactly. Rome, Rome specifically. We're not looking up to Caesar, uh, Marcus Aurelius, or uh, Salazar's. Uh, who was the uh, other Roman? Uh, emperor you told me about that was united the empire in like three years or something like that lucius aurelianus him specifically like all these big names in the past we should be looking up to and don't bat an eyelash about it anymore well it's not even like, it's not this is cares? the thing it's like okay so this talking point that richard spencer always talks about is like he doesn't want to move back right he doesn't always want to go back and say like oh the good old days like don't get obsessed with nostalgia because yes those are people to look up to but the focus should be on building those heroes again now. There needs to be a good elite now that we can emulate, okay? And there's no reason why there isn't. The only reason that there isn't is because of the system that we have now, which puts artificial elites in power who promote total degeneracy, selfishness, hedonism. They promote these things, they put them up there, and they're icons, and people look up to it because, again, it's in our nature. So the question, again, is you're going to have artificial ones or the natural ones? That's what you have to choose. And I choose the natural one. Because the natural leaders are what got us to where we are to even have all these good times. And the artificial ones are bringing us to really, really lower le- lowest levels our people have ever seen, ever. I mean, this is... What do you do when mom and dad are at work and your only idol is Lil Wayne on television? What do you do? You, you dress like a whore. The women dress like whores. And the men are pussies. They lock themselves in their basements. They don't go out. They don't care about anybody. They don't care about anybody but themselves. They jerk off to anime, and then they fucking play their games, all living off their parents. One way or another, people are going to get inspired by something. 
And if you don't have the proper things in place to be inspired by, then what they'll be inspired by is nothing but degeneracy. And that's that's just the that's just the reality of the situation. Oh my god. <laughs> Tobacco bundle. <laughs> um, but I think it, it is really important that we start looking at changing that system so that we can really idolize good elites again. Because the systems that we have right now, the technology that we have right now, um, is allowing us to drown out actual savants, actual geniuses, actual artists, actual musicians, actual statesmen, okay, with everybody's a radio star, everybody's a video star, everybody's a winner at a football game, a soccer game, a baseball game, everybody gets a trophy, everybody, so what point is it, these kids that are actually talented, they just tune out, because they get the same size trophy as anybody else, and instead of fucking smoke alarms, Salazar decided to do like light up or ripped up cigar, arsonist, with some some Italian dressing inside the I still think Salazar's an arsonist this past month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing? Like the, the, the Catholic, the priest <laughs> yeah. say, bless the... Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ash Wednesday. Um, <laughs> um, hey, going into this, uh, I'm also going to ask about the state of the alt-right. I mean, just for a general consensus, I mean, people say the alt-right's been, like, fractured, but I'm like, no. I've heard this argument so many times to the point where it's like, no. All right isn't fractured. We're doing just fine. The the alt right, the alt right, has problems with infighting. Every right wing movement in the history of fucking mankind has had a problem with infighting because there's different variations of the right, and there's only one way with the left. Okay, there's egalitarianism with the left, and different arguments about how to get to that point, that utopia of egalitarianism. But on the right, you have the understanding that human nature and nature in general is very real and very important. And they disagree about how to handle that nature. That's why there's disagreement. Some people say we should just let everybody, bygones be bygones, the libertarians. Let everybody have their own decision. That's the best way. Personal responsibility to such an extreme degree that you let people who don't make it starve to death. And if they don't make it, tough shit. Best form of eugenics, best form. And then you have the National Socialists who say, no, you have to have some care. You have to understand that people work like a family on a larger scale. You have to have a fa- you have to have a patriarch who watches over the family, gives you some freedom in the household. Dad and mom don't tell the kids where and when they can and can't run around the house. There's time limits. There's things, you know, you gotta go to bed at this time, you gotta take a bath. But for the most part, you have general freedom as a kid in your household, okay? You can say what you want until it gets to until it's bad and it goes against something. Then they smack you. You swear too much, you do something that's unkind. They punish you for it. Same thing. People operate a way that they have their roles in society. National socialists believe that. Fascists believe that. Then you have monarchs who believe that that way about is not going it. Really, it's all about the monarchy, the king. He is the pride of the people, and so he should make the calls. It's his land. It's his kingdom, and we should have that, and that's their opinion. You have all these different factions that argue about different ways to handle this. But it's an illusion. The left keeps trying to say that the alt-right's been gone to make everybody in the alt-right feel like we're losing. The bottom line is, it doesn't matter how much infighting goes on with these celebrities, okay? The tide that's coming is inevitable. There's no way anybody is going backwards 
no way anybody is fading out from what they've been woken to now. These young white kids that are growing up in this world, there's no way they are going backwards into what we were into, okay? These kids are straight slingshotting right into the center of the most far-right extremism that anybody at this table sitting right now could even fathom because the left can't stop. They can't. It's part of their programming. It's how they work. And as long as the left doesn't stop, the awakening of a white consciousness is not stopping. So it doesn't matter who argues. It doesn't matter who fights. It doesn't matter if all these little websites we like to congregate on go tomorrow. Somebody else is going to make another website, and kids are going to be talking on 4chan, and they're going to be making memes, and they're going to be laughing about it in private, and they're going to be meeting up and talking about like what we're doing right now, and it's not going to stop. So no, the alt-right's not going anywhere. Even if it doesn't call itself the alt-right, whatever is coming is not going back to anything remotely liberal. So they can kiss that dream goodbye. Yeah, they blew it the moment they tried to push all the shit onto us. Like, they tried to... We tried. It. What do you say? We tried to be the ones that did everything right. The only people that ever held any... This was in Jared Taylor's book, White Identity. Jared Taylor talks about this. The only people that ever held to Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream of not seeing color was white people. It's the only people that ever held to that dream. Yeah, that's why black blacks mostly supported Malcolm X. <coughs> yeah. And I like Malcolm X. Malcolm X, and now, fact, he knew what was up. He knew. Because if you look at who funded... Martin Luther King and was communist parties. Did he, he didn't even really believe oh. Jesus was the son of God. Mm. He had all kinds of extravagant sex parties. I mean, you can look at the documents they released on JFK's assassination, but they have some documents that got released on Martin Luther King Jr. And how he had, like, gay sex parties in Florida that the FBI was reporting on. You can say, oh, it was racist, it was racist, it was racist. Yeah, but the fact is he still did it. Listen, give me a, give me a, give me a, give me a break, okay? Yes, it, Okay, there was more white consciousness back then. Yeah. But these are private documents. They're not trying to push a propaganda against blacks. This is in the private government writings about what they are observing and doing as a threat to the government. Yeah. Here's why he's a threat. He's having, he's pushing this total degeneracy, and then he's claiming that he's for equality and all this stuff. Well, this is what it leads to, him having parties with underage boys. Martin Luther King Jr. is no freaking hero, okay? And, and even Malcolm X supported do that. That's why they didn't. Malcolm X used to go to his things, but he wasn't really a big fan of Martin Luther King Jr. No. Malcolm X knew very well what Martin Luther King Jr. was about. So didn't Garvey? You know, I think Garvey's older actually, but yeah, he was older. Garvey's actually that'd be an interesting group of black nationalists to get on because Garveyites are really cool. Because Garveyites are traditionalists; they're not socialist black nationalists. They're like they believe that they should go back to Africa and they should take the kind of concepts of like constitution and republic. I'd support that, that in Africa. Africa. Let them build they Africa to rival Europe. Right. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. It wouldn't work, especially yeah, now. Especially now. It wouldn't. Now. It wouldn't. But but the heart's in the right place. So I'd like. I can agree with them on anything. Almost anything. You know. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So there's that. Um, what else we talking about here? Uh, since we're talking about the Africans as a whole at this point, uh, how are the Chinese doing in Africa right now? Like I haven't looked up on how they've been doing. Like, I've heard some interesting stories that there. I guess there's one story about uh, a Chinese businessman. That they, they actually provide, like, whore wagons, apparently, in some of these cities or some yes, shit. Yes, they bring, they they bring their bring own horse. women. They bring their own women. Not the, Well, not their own women, but if they want, like... Because here's the thing. This the Chinese funny. businessmen that are going to Africa are, like, bachelors. 
they're, they're men who are not successful getting wives in China, but come from successful families. So their families will send them to make businesses in Africa and get resources in Africa. And obviously they're men and they need sexual amusement. So what do they do? They import literally whores from Thailand, Cambodia, and Southeast Asia <laughs> to have sex with. Like caravans of them. <laughs> they think black women are disgusting. They think blacks are totally... I mean, Chinese don't fuck around with no, race. No, dude, Chinese are the most racist people on the planet. I mean, you can go there. Like, you see images of them like holding their noses around black people on trains, apparently, or some shit like that. Well, the thing is with the Chinese... I don't know if that's actually true, know, but I I've mean, seen photos on fucking Twitter of all places. I'm like, wow. I mean... The Chinese are very racially aware that we had kind of had that talk. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but, man. But, we got to get to that. Um, we can do that. We'll say that for the, the closing. But, but, but we've got a little time. Yeah, we got, we got a few more minutes. We'll, we'll say that's a little bit more of a, a thing, like an in-depth thing. Um, but, but the Chinese definitely are, I wouldn't say they are the most, I stand by this, the most racist people on the planet are fucking Jewish people. There is absolutely, without a doubt, there is no people on this planet besides Jews that when they want to get back at you because they don't like you, they literally go to the fabric of your human nature and depravity to make sure that they fuck you up forever. These people, like, want white people to go out with homosexuality and pedophilia and bestiality. Like, that's what they're, that's what they push. They want us to be punished so much that they want our children to be, like, raped in the streets by, like, half dog, half black hybrids and shit. Like, this is a <laughs> level of people. And when you think about that, no white nationalist advocates for such a thing as blacks and Jews and anybody else. No black nationalist advocates things like that for white people. Most, it's execution. It's genocide, right? Wipe them out. Get rid of them. We don't want them, right? These people aren't a matter of just wiping us out. They want us to become like savage beasts. Like, they want us to shoot heroin until we, like, fade out into nothing. That's the level of nihilism they want to project onto whites. And then that is, they have their own ethno-state. They are, they are Jewish supremacists. They believe they're the chosen people of God. With a mentality like that, okay, you imagine the kind of people that that breeds, right? Great, we could learn a few things from them. I'm not saying that, but they... You can understand the ethnocentrism of these people if they are taught from cradle to grave that they are specifically given a task by God himself to be the leaders of mankind and that everybody else who's not a Jew was only built to serve Jews. That is a serious danger to the West right That's now. a scary thought. It's not, it's not like a nightmare at this point. They're responsible for Hollywood, the financial institutions. They're responsible for the opioid crisis, okay? The uh, Stackler family is the first ones that developed Oxycontin, okay? These Jews, so it was a Jewish family to operate those. What caused the obsession with heroin among whites today? Uh, those painkillers. Yes, yep. there was the painkillers that were derived from opioids. Where did they all come from now? Middle East, from Afghanistan, shit like that. Again, we put those things, the, Tal- the Taliban was very anti was, was against the heroin trade. They didn't like it. They closed it down. Well, yeah. What did we do? We went into Afghanistan. We reopened them up and we like put the troops to guard the opium fields. Well, who do you think sent us into Afghanistan? Who doesn't? Who wants an area in Afghanistan? Israel. Okay, who wanted Iraq on the way? Israel. Again, it's it, it all plays hand in hand and it's not like they're just meeting in some secret room somewhere puffing cigars saying, I don't want to fuck over white people tomorrow. It's not like that. But it's a culture with a goal and they go about it in different ways 
but somehow it always comes together. That's why you have George Soros who wants to kind of get rid of Israel, right? Because he thinks that's not the, what's good for Jews. George Soros believes what's best for Jews is to remain hidden in a multicultural paradise so that nobody focuses on them and that Israel draws Jews too much attention. So he hates Israel and he wants to get rid of Israel so that Jews can, he's not anti-Jewish. This is the common misconception that a lot of conservatives will say to you if you argue with them about the Jewish question. They'll say to you, oh, well, what about George Soros and what he's doing in, 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 in Israel? George Soros isn't saying he hates Jews. George Soros is a fucking proud Jew. He talks about it all the fucking time. He's a proud Jew. George Soros just doesn't think that Israel is what's best for Jews. He thinks that just diaspora is what's best for Jews. He thinks hiding and, and subverting is what's best for Jews. And so you get the ultra-Orthodox who say, no, Israel's best for Jews, having an ethnostate. And so they literally will go to meetings and stuff, like at APAC and shit, and you'll see the left-wing Jews literally getting fistfights with other Jews on the floor. Because they're still a family, they still look out for their, each other, but they fundamentally disagree on what's best for the family. And that happens in any family. Think about it. You have family fights that have broken out in fist fights. Brothers fight brothers. It happens all the time. That doesn't that surely does not mean that they're still not family. And when it, and that article I read the other day, I posted in there was tour guide in Israel. I think it was like CNN reporter that had reported on this. Like they're asking him like their views on Jews and stuff, and they're like, and the guy like flat out said like, if I had to choose the lives of one thousand non-Jews versus the life of one Jew that I've never met before in my life, I would choose the Jew. Whew. This is the mentality. Um, we are coming to the break. We took that out with kind of a fucking ramble. Sorry if I was cutting over anybody's yeah, thing. Or anything. Well right but but uh, we'll we'll come back for the closing segment. Um, and yeah. We're gonna do like another like long segment. Well, the closing segment will be longer. We'll okay. do a longer closing segment, but All it'll right. be the closing segment. Alrighty, so we will catch you guys on the other side um, to the final uh, segment there. Take it easy. Sorry guys, we actually didn't know that Anchor had an hour limit between segments. We so a lot of things we still don't know. Yeah, we, we, yeah, we, we thought the phone was going to explode. Oh, it's turning red. We're like, huh? Oh my it's god, it's, it's a bomb. Red. It's ah! red. We all dope for cover. So <laughs> we'll just do a like a two minute little outro. Uh, five minute, whatever. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, basically, to conclude, guys, we talked about was deep stuff. The bottom line, Better yourself, improve yourself, because nobody's coming to save you. You didn't learn things, go out and learn stuff. You have a ton of stuff with the internet. The internet has its good and its bad. One thing that's good is that you can learn a, a lot, lot of, of that stuff. A lot of books out there. Too. A lot of books to read about your history. Take pride in who you are, understand your ancestors. You can communicate with other people on the internet who have the same views as you, who see the same things. It's not just you. Go to the gym, eat right, do things better for yourself. Okay, we're all working on that in different ways and we have our strengths and weaknesses in different areas but I'll tell you right now um, we're all each of us are making progress in different ways and we know what's at stake and what needs to come next so don't get upset don't sit there and say oh, I give up and just go into your own selfish indulgences again focus and get the fucking job done because we don't have any more ground to waste. We've already lost enough. And we can't, literally can't afford to lose anymore. So, 
Um, we're gonna make this. Guys. We're gonna make this our closing segment because we wanted to plan to close. We didn't think we were gonna go under that can, but we wanted. To well, a we got a little longer. special for the whole hour. Yeah, we wanted to give a little bit of extra Ooh. time for messing up last week and. and I think we made up for it. Hour off, but it's alright. It's okay. I think we think we did pretty good um, with this, uh, for sure. Um, Simply put, uh, any other last kind of things you guys want to Don't lose hope. I mean, that's the fundamental uh, answer right now. It's just suck it in. No pun intended. Have a strong heart. Keep your mind sharp. Take it one day at a time and know what you want to do. I mean, life isn't easy. We all understand this. I mean, we're all in low places right now. and uh, I'd say most of our generation is in a shit fits right now. Yeah. The few of us are waking up, all of are. Well, the few who are That's aware. all you can worry about right now. Except for the, you know, the privileged kids who are neo-cultural Marxists who are in college. <laughs> and it's easy for them too. It's easy yeah. for them too. That's fine because they're not actually caring about. They're, those people, thankfully, are not going to breed because they think that bringing more white males into this world is evil yeah. and satanic. So <laughs> we keep having white babies and we'll outbreed them. So that's good. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, uh. But. You know, the, the bottom line is, go out, you know, interact. talk, interact with people. Come meet us if you really are you daring enough. You believe No, don't say that. Well, well, don't say that. Come really. meet us? Don't, like, don't come meet us. Send us a message. Okay, what, what's going to talk to us? Have a drink? We don't, yeah. we don't want to fucking talk to you, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay, okay you know, we're empty circle. Fuck you people. Fuck you people. Go guys. Yeah, fucking suck. Jump off a cliff. You know what? Take yourself, selfie. Just fucking, you know, fuck off. <laughs> like, I don't know why they fucking listen to this. You know what? Just end this podcast. Just end yep, this right now. Yeah, bye, 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 guys. Bet I mean, you guys bye, bye. I bet you guys all fucking work for like <laughs> fucking ADL anyway. Like, ADL, you know, we're like, Trying to figure out where we are. A bunch of feds. Bitches. But all seriousness, I'd say if you really wanted to come out and meet us. No, no, Rody has Rody has this obsession with compromising security. I'm not, no, not more doing like that right uh, now. not compromising. It's like if people really are there, really listening, actually want to know us, it's all right to come. Yes, yes, yes that's true. Us. If you if you if you really want to know, if you're curious, you can send us a message on here. You can send us a message at minds.com/slash. Um, of Goys Over Cigars or Facebook.com slash of Goys Over Cigars. Send us a message. Yeah, seriously, like, send and messages, if you have any questions, questions, yep, you can send Speak voice up. messages on here and, we'll, and we'll, we'll include it. If and you we'll want to debate message. something too, please yep, send, send us a bunch of lists. We'll, we'll talk about it and try to defend That's fine. it. We'll try to get yeah. We do this for fun. We have a yeah. good time talking about it, but we are serious about the stuff that we believe in. And, you know, we're just a couple of average goys in a, in a really fucked up world. And, uh, well, we're just uh, here to, uh, you know, and, and, and entertain. Entertain and uh, mope. And, we're, we're, we're here to contribute to the Jewish dream by like, keeping Don't you, you listening to us and not actually doing anything we're else. We're spending three hours of your life. Uh, three hours of your life hey, listening. This is good stuff to listen to us. when we take a dump anyway. So this is <laughs> yeah, what you listen to. You're taking to. a shit, think of us. Just listen to us. Listen to our voices. Um, we're very bad people. Yeah, yeah uh, but. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll be back um, yeah, we'll next back week, um, and we will, who knows what we'll talk about then. Yeah, may the world end by next week. Who knows? We talked points. about this week, so uh, it, was, it was good, though. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, so uh, we will take it out with a song as usual. 
who knows we might even start having different segments and stuff throughout the week with board whatever uh, we try to figure something out yeah. uh, hopefully Rapidon will be able to get on next week <laughs> um, and then we're going to look into maybe getting some other more um, well known guests if I can pull some strings we'll see Maybe get Chris on this uh, podcast for one. Yeah, maybe. That'd be funny. I had actually gotten an offer by the guys, and it hasn't been approved yet. It's not for certain. Uh, Regionalist Podcast Network has offered to syndicate our stuff. I oh, had talked hell. to somebody already, and they had offered to see if it could get approved. So that might be coming our way, too. So that's good. Um, they're pretty good. They got a lot of good stuff on there. A maxi imposition. Um, he a, 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 I think it's Knights of the Round Brickcast. It's, it's good. Um, We're going overseas in Europe now? Yeah, they're over in overseas group. But, oh boy. Um, we're international now. We're going um, places. We're going places. <laughs> yeah, we're going places. International now. Oh boy. Um, Local, state, now international. But you guys enjoy the rest of your weekend. and uh, Stay safe. Stay safe. As always. And uh, hail victory. Hail victory. Happy <laughs> DM, brothers. 1488. I'd like to replace the rice with rice in. Just kidding. We love you. We love base stations. You guys. All right. Well. All right. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys later. Keep it. Keep it real. Keep it real, there, bud. Hang tight. This has been ten, guy. This has been Rody. We're wishing you well. Salazar and Recon. Yeah. Bud. Bud. Got. Hey guys, so again with these frigging technical difficulties. Now, to be fair, we're new to all the podcasting and such, and the app itself is very new and still has some glitches. And plus, we just got the new mic, and we're trying to figure out how that works with the phone and. Basically, long story short, we initially planned on giving you guys extra content. We had an extra hour recorded, and it was epic. It was amazing. It covered all the things listed inside the description. A big, big, big rant about millennials and what it's like growing up and being black-pilled and how, you know, boomer critiques of millennials being entitled and how to better yourself it was just such a good segment and for whatever reason the mic not being fully plugged in i guess and i had only noticed after we finished the segment i had thought hmm the mic's not plugged in so we'll get crappier audio quality but that'll be fine i guess well turns out because the mic was just halfway in enough it totally cut out the audio from the whole phone so we had an hour of dead air And we are all extremely depressed because we promised that we wouldn't give you guys more technical problems and more crap. And that was such a good segment, guys, and it just got washed away. So I want to apologize on behalf of of Goy's Over Cigars. 
If you guys like the show, we are sorry that we keep messing up. We are getting better. We are learning. The other small segments are good. They're decent. We had a great time recording them. But that final hour was awesome. And we, we, we really wish you could have heard it. We do have the closing in here as well to show that like we recorded it and it cut and went into overtime. So we had to do the closing separate. You'll hear that. We'll leave that in there. Unfortunately, there's no way. There's nothing I can do about the situation. So next week, hopefully, Wrath of Khan will be on. All will know. We'll have a solid idea of this. We'll make sure this never happens again. And we will make better product. Well, it's not a product. It's free. It's free. We love free. But anyway... I hope you guys enjoy what we do have. I apologize immensely again for the mistake. And we will make sure that it does not happen again when it comes to that issue. Who knows what could come from the future. Anchor's full of glitches. We're full of glitches. (laughs) So anything can happen. But we're working on it. We're getting better. We're learning. And if you stick with us, I promise that we'll eventually get it figured out. And it'll be a solid show. Alrighty, guys, take it easy. On to the closing. Jimmy's on a ride on the mountain tonight. I'm wrestled to the bones. I need a thousand shills for backup, but it looks like I'm alone. Goyama howling with their racist storm front pride. Couldn't shill alone, Yahweh knows I've tried. Set you free Be the good guy that you're supposed to be In six trillion Much doubt they sow The guy am now Shut it down Shut it down Can't speak your mind anymore Shut it down Shut it down No free speech for the guy your rights end where my feelings begin. Let the storm front rage. We're just gonna shut it down, anyways. It's funny how television makes real big things seem small. And I use the box to control you. Six trillion Jews did Lion Jew to build up Zion and break you. No right, no wrong, no rules for me. I'm free. Shut it down, shut it down. My holy kingdom is divine. Shut it down, shut it down. Kiss your lands and homes goodbye. Your rights.
Drives markets to the ground Your soul is spiraling To television's piper sound And my hand waves And it is made to come to pass I'll shut down every goy My whim is their command Shut it down, shut it down Anyways, <laughs> that's where my house is gonna be after we bulldoze these Palestinians. That plot right over there. <laughs> Shabbat shalom, you bastards. <laughs> <laughs>